Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Are you wondering what you need to do to get your live streaming studio ready to work? Do you want to take a step-by-step approach? Well, on this episode, Jim and I are going to be sitting down with Sean Boyd, AKA Doc Rock, who's become a leader in helping people level up their live streaming studios and skills. So Jim, it's great seeing you again. You know, I know we love to try and batch our content, try to work ahead. You know, once you get that studio set up, it's very easy then, you know, you basically, it's it's putting the content in the sausage grinder, you put it in and then you just, you know, uh, produce it and just get it out there. Uh, But, you know, the key thing is a lot of people, they have this um, mentality, I guess they get stuck on how to set up that live stream. You know, there's so many options out there. They don't, you know, if you want a microphone, for example, you go to Amazon and yeah, there's ones that are a couple dollars. There's ones that are $600 and more. Uh, the same thing for cameras, you know, people really don't know what to buy. And so, um, I'm excited about this week's guest. Do you have anything else you want to add about doc? Oh, doc, doc's an amazing guy. Uh, I won't hold it against him that he was in the army. Um, little, little inner service human humor there, uh, being a, a retired Marine, but doc, doc is a great guy. I love the energy he brings, not to mention how he truly is a giver and helps people. And I know the folks that listen to this episode today are definitely, he's going to help them level up their, their live streaming studio game. Fantastic. So I'm going to go and bring on doc and we're going to kick things off doc. It's great having you join us for what is this gym episode 39 of the launcher live podcast. And this is the interview series on our YouTube channel, but thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Aloha. Good to see you. So uh, tell people a little bit about yourself. I mean, you know, what, what got you started in live video? You know, what do you do now, for example? Uh, well, my, uh, my friends call me a Swiss army nerd, not like the military, but like the little red knife full of useless tools. <laughs> so, so that was just a nickname that I got a while back. And so I stick with that because I kind of love all myriad sorts of things. Like I, I love tech in general. But, you know, I'm in the video, I'm in the audio. I, I worked in radio for a long time. My family owned an electronic store. So I uh, sold camera equipment to both consumers and broadcast professionals. So everything from, you know, overzealous soccer dad to wedding video guys to even support on movies like Pearl Harbor. You know, they would come in and, you know, buy extra gear or parts, whatever they needed from us. So I've, I've been around the industry for a long time. Um, and so when... The opportunity came up for, you know, like live video. This is like back in the Ustream, Justin TV days. Um, uh, see me. I don't know if you guys remember see me or some people used to call it says me. Um, yeah, I, I was into it from way, 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 way back when. Uh, there was like a videos, something that uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and the gang tried to do back in the days. And so I did that. And then I ended up getting picked up to do a show for AOL on the unofficial Apple weblog. It used to be known as Tua. Uh, when Tua mm-hmm. got wrapped into Engadget, uh, all of us made a mass exodus because we didn't want to be part of their team. And funny, the guy who kind of ran Engadget left and started the birds. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Engadget is almost barely even spoke of these days, except for in the deep yeah. PC side. We just didn't want to be the Mac people lost in the very slanted anti-Apple coverage that Engadget used to be. Mm-hmm. And so I started, <laughs> this is funny, I took my show and I started teaching people about sake and Japanese culture. I did about 100 episodes every Sunday, live streaming, teaching people about, you know, the kanpai and it's sake, not sake. Um, and yeah, so I would explain that. And I don't. at some point in time, I just got busy doing other stuff. And then I stopped. And what was so dumb about that time frame is that was right about the time that live video exploded. So I was in the Mission Impossible. Okay, I quit. (laughs) And then I came back after I seen the explosion. I ran back and decided, oh, I'm going to get back in there. And so, yeah, I've just been kind of like 
sticking a toe in and out of the water, playing around. I mean, I had all of the gear. I had everything because I do photography and video as a, you know, like a side gig. And mm-hmm. uh, when a pandemic hit, I was like, oh, all these people are going to be stuck because they're not going to know what to do. And I did about three Zoom meetings looking up somebody's nose. And I was like, all right, it, <laughs> you're you're an absolute jerk to have all of that info in your head and you're not telling folks because if I have to see another like book tunnel, no. Nah. So I decided to get in, found Ecam, and like attended Stephanie's conference where I listened mm-hmm. to one of your um, presentations. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is legit. I am in there. This is so different from banging my head against the wall in the other platform that has a three letter um, moniker. And I was like, you know, the technical side of me liked fighting it. You know, it's like, you know, dragon fighters want to find dragons. So I had fun fighting it. But then at some point I'm like, yeah, I kind of just want to press the button and go. And so Ecamm provided that opportunity. And yes, it was, you know, missing some stuff, but it allowed me to get in. Then I played with, you know, StreamYard and I'm like, yo, this mm-hmm. is cool too. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can help everybody because the basis is the same, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what software you're using. There's key elements and key tips that I think everybody just needs to like, you know, nut up on in order to be very good with. And so I decided to, you know, dive right in. Yeah. And I think that's, that's such a key point that you bring up, Doc. I mean, all of this, right. It's not rocket science, right. It's, it's about fundamentals. It's about processes and systems. And I think sometimes maybe that's where, where our background of coming in the military, where everything is, is very set uh, because, you know, if you repeat stuff, it becomes automatic, you know, it becomes a habit. You don't have to think about it. You're able to react quicker. And I think, like you were saying, you know, we we're talking earlier where people are like, we're afraid to get started. Uh, this is probably the best time to ever get started. And programs like Ecamm and StreamYard have really, I like to say, lowered that barrier to entry. And the only thing holding you back, and, and you know, maybe something you'll go into a little bit later in the podcast, it's the mindset, right? The technology is definitely there now. And, you know, only one holding you back is yourself. I know I'm the interviewee here, but I must ask this question. Do either of you guys golf? Not very well. I have oh, a, I I have well. a times. But. <laughs> Trust me, bro. I mean, you lived here before. You know yeah. there's 38 golf courses on the rock. I am not good at it, but I am good at driving that car and drinking whiskey. <laughs> but uh, no, I just mentioned that because the one thing anybody would tell you about golf, no matter what you do, no matter how fancy your socks, your shoes, like all of that gear and all these things, mm-hmm. It is 99% mental. Mm-hmm. Just think of this as digital golf, fam. It's 99%, man. I like that, digital golf. <laughs> that is really good, actually, yes. Man. Um, so, switching gears here. So, okay, so if somebody wants to get started setting up their own live stream studio, I mean, you said a lot of this is mental, but they do have to have some of that equipment. You know, what, what are the steps, though, that they should take to help them create that studio, you know, that I don't want to say a dream studio, but to help them set up a studio that they can start using and producing with. I think the first thing that almost anyone should do is, okay, if you already have a, you know, vacation camera laying around, like I'm shooting on a Sony (laughs) A6400 because that was my vacation camera straight up. I mean, I have, you know, A7Threes, I have higher end cameras back there. This was mm-hmm. considered my vacation camera. And then when I started streaming with it, I was like, oh, it's actually the best of the bunch because it has really fast autofocus. But you might be surprised that, you know, Canon T6 or Nikon D, D3500 you picked up from Costco three Christmases ago. Mm-hmm. It works if you plug in a USB cable or a cam link. So if mm-hmm. you have one of those, please use that. You know, if you don't have one of those, uh, any iPhone built in like the last two revisions and the Android equivalents of such. I speak iPhone because I used to work at Apple. It's the language that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go perfectly fine off of a phone, right? Or maybe even the phone that you no longer use because you just got a 12 Pro Max. You can take mm-hmm. the 11 Pro Max, which is sitting on the table right here, and use it as a camera. There's Lots of connections and setups in it, and I do cover that stuff in my channel, so I won't go deep into detail on it because it's hyper nerdy. Um, but 
the software nowadays allows you to use your phone very simply, right? Uh, some of them even allow you to do it wisely. Don't do that. But you can if you wanted to, <laughs> right? Um, if you have a GoPro, use that. If your mm-hmm. kid has a GoPro, cockroach your back. Hey, I paid for this. Use a GoPro. Like, you know, there's you don't have to run out and buy anything. Caveat. <laughs> I will give you the caveat. I have an order of progression. And the, the people in Let's Get Live team, that's what I call my, my little squad. Mm-hmm. I call them team Let's Get Live. Um, we follow the mantra because, like Jim said, it has to be a system. If it's a system, it's easier to understand. We mm-hmm. are, we're going to do your, your audio game first. Get mm-hmm. your mic situation corrected, right? And that could be something as cheap as a $20, $30 lavalier mic. Or I like to get fancy and call it Levalier. Um, and you just plug that into your Mac, clip it onto your shirt, just like you see on TV. You know, mm-hmm. you watched the football game yesterday. There's people out there with the lav on. You know, you see guys in the studio, the lav's clipped right here. Any of your favorite talk shows, like, you know, so it's not complicated. Plug that guy into your computer so that your audio is very good. You know, the speaker that's built in your computer, no matter how much you pay for that computer, is raw dirt, period. Point blank, just stop that. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the headphones that come with your phone work pretty good, you know, and you can use that. That's better than that. However, mm-hmm. pick up a 20 to $30 lavalier. My favorite one is a deity lavalier. It's about 50 bucks, but, you know, um, do that. Get your sound first, right? Some okay. other good mics. Uh, Jim's actually using one of my favorite mics in the world right now. It's a Samsung Q2U, AKA ATR2100, exact same mic, different companies. USB and XLR, Mm -hmm. you know, um, they're hard to get right now because everybody has been watching my streams, I guess, or figured it out. (laughs) But that microphone is solid gold. Listen to how, you know, nice he sounds, right? Mm -hmm. The mic that I'm on is a pod mic. It's a hundred dollar mic. Again, it sounds great. Now, of course, yours sounds extra moist because you have the venerable SM7B, which is the best Mm -hmm. mic in the game right now. But you don't have to be, I looked it up. Oh my God, that's 400 bucks. No, you can get, you know, a $50 ATR, you know, 2100 or Samsung Q2U and sound beautiful. So we say, get the mic game covered first. Second, we're going to get your lights. Lights are extremely important because what makes your camera look better is just adding more light. No matter how much light you had, if you add more light, your picture will get better. It's just the way cameras work, just like us. We see really well in the sun. We don't see so well in the dark. Especially of a certain vintage, Jim. Uh, <laughs> and then the last thing we're going to worry about is the camera, right? Then you mm-hmm. can go out and get a better camera if you start to love this. Like, hey, I found this thing and I'm absolutely in love. We're talking to other old people about playing Dungeons and Dragons back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you're into. Uh, I have one of my Patreons. She's awesome. You know what she teaches? She teaches those uh, simplicity sewing patterns. You pick them up from like, you know, Wally World or or Walgreens Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's just like, okay, here's a simplicity sewing pattern. They all have these little numbers. I remember because my grandmother used to make me pin them to the fabric. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, if you take this and you add this little touch here and this little touch here, you can make that pattern, which you got for cheap, look like this designer outfit, which is crazy expensive. And you can do it just by modifying that pattern a little bit because they teach you basic shapes. And she has a banging channel and every Saturday with like four sewing machines going and GoPros connected to everyone. Like all these people are watching her channel all around because they're at home now anyway, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, so don't be limited by, you know, your, 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 your number one stopper. <laughs> don't, don't let it stop you. Yeah. yeah. So get your light, get your lights cut co- and your mic covered, your light cover, your camera cover, and you follow that order and then you're fine. And Doc, something you talk about a lot that, uh, and I've, I've started to play around with it. I, I just, I'm not using them today, but in ear monitors, as opposed to like Christian and I wearing the cans, I know you're, you talk about that a lot and it's actually, uh, I, I thought it was fascinating because one, it makes you look like so much cooler than us. That's automatic. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> You know why so I use in-ear monitors? Because uh, 
I, I like them because like, okay, some people say I like when I wear in-ear monitors because I can just put my hair down and cover it. And if I put the cord behind me, you don't even know that I'm wearing headphones. Well, I can't put my hair down because I don't have any. But I still notice that it's just a slimmer look. So I f- in my head, this is just me. I feel that the audience can see me as more present. Okay. You know, I mm-hmm. also, I look like a regular them. You know, a much fluffier older cranky old version of them but i still look more like them when i have my headphones on and because people know that i'm the dj right when i have these on i look like some kind of like professional broadcast person which i am but i want the people at home to feel like they can do it you know what i mean right and these and and another thing is and it's going to really blow your mind i know there's people that will be listening to this in audio version but the box that i'm showing them this is a 20 dollars set of headphones it's literally that cheap. So I just get them in bulk. I buy them like five at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite feature about these these uh, in-ear headphones that I use, the cord comes out. So if I, you know, trip a cord or pull one or my niece has one of these moments where she decides to yank the cord out, I just buy another cord for eight bucks instead of mm-hmm. having to get whole new headphones. So um, those Sony's that I were playing with a second ago, they have removable cord too. I do look for headphones with removable cord, whether cans or inner monitors, because that's the fail point. It's like never the can itself. It's always the cord. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I'm not throwing away $150 headphones over the cord. So always yeah. look for detachable cords. Great. Great point. What, what's the brand of those in-ear monitors, by the way? These are KZZSM Pros. My new favorite ones is made by a company called KB Ear, which I swore for the longest time was K-Bear. <laughs> My friend told me, hey, dummy, it's KB Ear. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's correct. I was like, dude, did you get those new K-Bears? He goes, yeah, I got them, but they're KB Ears. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so these are the Lark, literally $20 on the Zon. Um, mm-hmm. The links are on my Amazon page. Yeah. And they they sound incredible, even for just, you know, out running, you know, doing whatever, cutting grass mm-hmm. in the yard or pretending to ignore the small person that lives with me and yells a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, hi, I can't hear you, dear. I got my headphones on. I'm listening to the gym show. <laughs> <laughs> so which model of that is that? Is it the like six, the was there eight, a 10? When they come in a whole bunch of different models, um, yeah. these ones just are called the Larks. These KZZSNs are called the KZZSN Pros. There's a KZZSN okay. 10. Um, and then there's, uh, but they're all relatively the same, you know, and start yeah. with the $20 ones. And if you feel like you want to go higher, like the most expensive ones are like 150 It's yeah, crazy. Perfect. So there's a whole community around budget hi-fi, like getting that, you know, old school sound like we used to listen to when you mm-hmm. bust up. I had the wall on a 24 carat SACD disc. You know, I used to just lamp in my house and listen to the mm-hmm. speakers. Remember my family owned the store. So yes, it's cheaper. Um, but you get that quality of sound coming out of your iPhone. Cause what normally ships with your, your phones are just crappy headphones. So, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to go and buy million dollar headphones anymore. The budget hi-fi game is quite incredible. It's so funny saying budget hi-fi because hi-fi usually doesn't equate to budget. But, um, oh, dude, but you know, I, I used to sell $3,500 power cores. Yeah. Let that sink in for us. Well, it's, like, it's like people buying HDMI cables or buying certain brands, you know, and they're saying, oh, hey, I, I pay more for this gold-plated cable. Is it better than the cheaper one? Probably not for the most part. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, this is actually, this is really good information. Okay, so we talked about, like, obviously the steps. So, uh, obviously, we've got audio, the lighting, the video, the headphones. Um, anything else you want to add to that or can we move, or move to the next question? Um, I think the key element, and Jim touched on this earlier, and I think this is so, so important, people, mm-hmm. is you've got to get out of the mindset of I have to be perfect. Perfect is the death of shipping, right? You really need to ship that product. So just do it. Like, Love it. No one's going to. Well, I can't say no one. There's people that would make fun of you for no reason just because they're bored. Um, mm-hmm. There's people like I get dislikes on a video while it's uploading. Like it's funny. <laughs> the dislike bots are incredible. So my new thing now is I like to do premieres okay. because yep. TubeBuddy um, tells you when is the best time to 
to set the video to launch. Once you have enough videos going and the data is there, you'll get information mm -hmm. from YouTube that says post your videos on Fridays at 7 a.m. So I have the video premiere. So mm -hmm. the premiere set. When you go to the page, it says this video will premiere in, you know, three days. Somebody will hit dislike. You ain't watched it. You ain't seen it. You know, maybe they can handle all of this cuteness. And it's like, oh, that guy might try to get my lady. I have no idea. But I just ignore them people. They're not really worth your time. The, the mm -hmm. guys like Jim that come in and ask good questions and, you know, you're helping them out. They're going to be extremely happy. The other thing is don't believe that your niche is saturated or undersaturated or underrepresented. Maybe your niche is underrepresented because no one's done so so far. Mm -hmm. You know, I know good and well, if I told my uncle Doug, hey, we're going to make plumbing videos, he would have said, no, you can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then I would have showed him Mr. Wakefield's videos, and he would have mm -hmm. went, bad word, bad word, holy bad word, bad word, bad word, bad word, bad word. Are you bad word and kidding me? Bad word, bad word. Why you didn't tell me about this? I did. But you didn't make me... Have you ever tried to argue with you, dude? Do you know you? You're my dad's brother. So you worse than him. Uh, no. <laughs> so... You know what I mean? Like this comes up every day. Well, I can't do another gaming channel because somebody did it, you know? And for me, for my photography space, when I was getting other guys who were on a come up and they had the time because they weren't busy, I was like, dude, you should do a photography channel and you mm -hmm. should break down our gear and you should break down our steps. And you should, I'm too busy right now. I have way too much client work, but this is for you while you're interning and trying to build your credit. Nope. Can't do it. It's too saturated. Peter McKinnon. Started his channel the same time I was telling one of my best friends to do his. And he's as talented, if not more talented. And we live in Hawaii, not Canada. So, like, I know for a fact his videos would have murdered it just by our location. But, nope, he was too busy telling himself he couldn't do it. And now he's going, bro, I wish I had to listen to you because Peter McKinnon is sitting on, what, 4 million followers? Wow. Yeah, and you're That's definitely in a beautiful area for videos and photography, for sure. And, and in a... You know, you bring up some great points, too. Uh, I mean, some people would say, Doc, you haven't arrived until you start having those dislikes. So you've Absolutely. arrived. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. At least that's how I brainwash, brainwash myself to keep going. You know, um, and then another key aspect is please do not compare your beginning to someone's middle or someone's end. You know, your journey just started. You know, you don't come out the gate being Tiger Woods. Right. I know you bought the shoes and the, the sticks and, you know, everything, but you still not Tiger Woods right now. Tiger Woods is not Tiger Woods. So, you know, you cannot just, you got to start from somewhere. You know, mm -hmm. the, the random guys who just come out of the gate flying are so rare. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When was the last time we saw a QB like Patrick Mahomes? I'll tell you when, 14 years ago, when we accidentally hurt Drew Bledsoe, I'm a Raiders fan, and let that idiot third string quarterback <laughs> punk from Boston, like, land. And I also Notre Dame, too, so I hate Michigan. Anyway, let's not get me started on Brady. But, um, yeah, in our game plan to take out the first string quarterback and the second string quarterback, they're only going to be stuck with the last guy ever drafted. This is going to be awesome. Bam, Bledsoe, sit down. Bam, Greasy, yeah. sit down. Bam, Brady, oh, snap, what did we do? Ooh, we done messed up. Mm -hmm. Yes, she did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we messed up for the entire league. <laughs> you know what I mean? We raided a little bit too hard that day. And then here we are, 14 years later, that ding-dong is still out there throwing a rock, trying to get an extra down, but, you know, <laughs> is what right. it is. So you cannot... You don't know where these diamonds are. You might be the next Tom Brady of Dungeons and Dragons on YouTube and don't even know it. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, do it. I it's a, it's amazing. I, I was teaching a class a few weeks ago and this lady does crocheting and just by even doing a search on YouTube about uh, how to crochet this one video, basic video on how to crochet 15 million views. And it's been out there for two or three years. So to your point, doc, you know, don't think that your niche, uh, niche, you know, quiche, uh, is not going to be out there. Uh, you, you got to start. I, I mean, there's so many great examples of that, uh, yeah. which kind of leads us into, I, I guess the next question would be, um, why should I have a live stream studio? I mean, can I just go live wherever I feel like, and just kind of like figure it out as I go along? Uh, yes and no. 
Um, there's a lot of people who have great success being mobile with their stuff, and that's cool. Actually, uh, D. Nimmin, Nick Nimmin's brother, does an mm -hmm. entire channel on doing your entire channel all via mobile. Like, he doesn't use any computer, whatever, dudes traveling. Like, he's in Mexico right now. You know, he just does it straight off his phone. So, yes, it's 100% possible. Um, the amount of people that watch uh, Instagram Lives and TikTok prove that it's 100% possible. So, even that, the limiting belief of I need an entire studio, that could be your your crink right there. Let it go. It's not important. Um, the main thing is you're sharing your content, your stories, whatever. It is, and you really be amazed at who you are picking up by explaining to them that there's a possibility, right? Um, when I dove out, I dove out because I was under the impression that, you know, passing the mid-century modern, <laughs> passing the mid-century point, um, yeah, nobody wants to see, you know, Funkle over here blowing up on YouTube. And I stepped out for about four years and then YouTube freaking exploded. And then I was like, uh, well, dummy, it's time to go back. You know, I looked at a video that I had made that I really didn't even pay any attention to. And it went from like 10,000 views to 750,000 views. And again, I wasn't paying attention to it. I just saw the stuff coming in my Gmail. I even set up a filter to automatically throw it away because I didn't want to see it. And then I was like, uh, you ding dong. You absolutely screwed that one up there, troop. So, yeah, just dive in. I mean, you really, really just have to dive in. And don't be afraid, you know. Now, the one advantage to having a studio, and why I think you should set up a corner in your house, back then, when I speak of where I was back then, I didn't. I had to put up my lights. I had to put up my backdrop because I was using the green screen. Don't get me started on that yet. Um, <laughs> I am a green screen. I also had a black fabric when I didn't want to do green screen, when I was trying to be quick about it. I had to set up the Logitech. You know, that little 920, I had to set up the Logitech. I had to set up the Yeti, you know, and then I had to turn off the AC and then mm -hmm. close all the curtains and then tell the wifey, hey, not a word out of you. That's the only time you ever get to say that, you know, like, yeah, it was a process. And then so an hour to set up to go and shoot for another hour for my 10 minute video because I confused myself a lot. You know, um, it just became a process. And so if it requires too much work, you won't do it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? The reason why, like when your workout coach will tell you the first thing to do when you get off of work, when you come in the house, immediately switch into your gym clothes, because if you don't, you're not going to the gym, mm -hmm. you know? So even if you switch in and you still don't go, at least now you get to remind yourself that you're being lazy you know, and that's an extra little rub on you. But if you like, okay, I'm going to sit down for a while. I'm going to do this last email and then I'm going to drink some coffee and then I'll get dressed and go to the gym. You ain't going to the gym. So mm -hmm. having the ability to walk in the studio and plop and go straight to recording, simple. You know what I mean? I called you guys two minutes before we were supposed to do this. I didn't have to set up anything. I didn't have to mm -hmm. turn on anything. It was on. I just walk in, shake the mouse, put in the password. Hey, Jim, I'm ready. Right. No, that's a great point. I, I think even for me, I finally have myself in a, in a permanent studio setting, at least until I uh, upgrade the studio. But yeah, it makes life so much easier. I, you know, I, I know this is my space. I don't have to go through, like you said, all that stuff. Now, one thing I have started to do, which is kind of funny sometimes is, you know, with, with uh, Alexa, you can now do this communicate thing. And so I'll get on my phone and I'll just announce to the house, I'm live streaming, everybody be quiet. And then it plays it on all the devices. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you made me think of something. You mentioned the person who was doing their crochet channel. This came up in our Mac nerd stream the other day. I'm on a thing called the British tech podcast because you know how we fell in love with like the British cooking shows and Julia tiles because telling you the same information that anybody else would tell you, but with the accent somehow sticks. I didn't know this, but us, telling them is the same thing having the american accent make things stick to them better so i've been doing this for about 12 years and we were talking about how you cannot mount like the new home pods and mm -hmm. so i'm like oh your crochet people should make little baskets so we can just hang them from the ceiling <laughs> and then <laughs> you hey 
if that'll be the gift that everyone's looking for right now because there's no way to mount a home pot. So crochet me a little macrame ball holder. That didn't sound right. But <laughs> just hang, hanging up on the ceiling so I can come in and be like, hey, S lady, tell everybody shut up because I'm about to stream. Right. <laughs> That's good stuff. These are really good. Yeah. Um, so, Jim, do you want to take the next question, actually? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. So we did talk a little bit about like you talked, you know, and you gave us some great examples earlier of the things we need in that studio and why to have a studio. But let's kind of go back to your other example. What if I want to be mobile? Are there some things that you think we really want to think about? I mean, because I think that's sometimes the other thing, like why I maybe don't do more mobile stuff is like you said, I'm overthinking it. Like, oh, I got to I got to have this. I got to have that. I mean, what, what are your thoughts when it comes to like a mobile live studio? The only thing you need for mobile right now, because again, the cameras on the mobile devices are freaking incredible. And mm-hmm. people just underthink it. Um, that new iPhone 12 I just got, it has a 10-bit HDR Adobe Atmos camera built in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's melting. That's mind melting. Back when I had to buy that for a Sony Cine Alta, like F65 or whatever, that was a $100,000 camera. And it's wow. built into my phone now. So first of all, yeah, you just need that. Um, you need a selfie stick or a miniature tripod that you can mount with. And there is everything under the sun from basically $10 to 100 bucks. Uh, I say look at Small Rig or Monfrotto. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to have something like this little light right here. This is an Aperture MC. Um Again, you can get the cheap versions. This one, you know, it's hard metal construction, has a really good lithium ion battery. So this was a hundred bucks, but you can buy a $20 one to just get started because mm-hmm. um, you definitely need more light. Sometimes it's just the sun is caught. Co- I wear a hat because I'm bald um, and the sun is causing the, the light underneath my face to disappear. So I could just bring this in the shot and then just get my face a little lit. Now it's purple right now, but you know, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so you really need a, your phone, either a person or a tripod to hold it. Um, kids make great tripods <laughs> and you need a light because the light will help you, you know, just fight bad shadows. You know, you want to be able to control shadows. That's all lighting is about in anything from your studio to outside. You're controlling the shadows. You're not controlling the light, which gets everybody twisted. And then the last thing is that same lavalier, a.k.a. Lavalier, I spoke to you about earlier. You can actually use those on your phone, but you just need a little cable that's known as a TRRS adapter. They're mm-hmm. anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks, and yeah. it just makes it so that it works properly with your phone. And with those, you're good to go. Run around. What, what do you think of wireless uh Mics, do you, when it comes to the phone, do you think they're they're good, or do you have concerns that with the Bluetooth that you can have issues? I don't do Bluetooth because that's bad. But mm-hmm. these, see, you're trying to make people spend money. This is literally <laughs> one of my favorite purchases of 2019. People that are listening can't see these. These are the Rode Wireless Goes. It's 200 mm-hmm. bucks for the set. There is an alternative brand that's roughly about fifty dollars cheaper. I mm-hmm. think it goes by Ceramonic, if I remember correctly. Um, I think they're basically similar, you know, I don't like to use knockoff because I understand how manufacturing happens in China. Most people don't. So they hear the word knockoff because that's just a cop out for the original company not doing the commitment that they said they were going to do. I can explain that in a different podcast or you just watch my show. I'll explain it to you. Um, So, yeah, these are incredible. And again, these are technically what would be considered a wireless lav. You just take the one body and you clip it on. You put the transmitter on your phone, your mm-hmm. camera, whatever, and they're really good. It comes with two little wind cats so that, you know, when it's windy outside in Kaneohe Bay, as it always mm-hmm. is, um, you don't have to hear the rustling of the wind. And they are amazing. Like, we're just at a different place right now. Even if you only just use the mic on your phone, you should it. But even if you only had to do that, on the modern phones, anything built within the last two years, they have what's known as beamforming mics. So the uh, iPhone, again, probably has like seven or eight mics on it, and it uh, picks and chooses which one to record according to the background noise versus 
what needs to be heard, you know, so it listens and it adapts accordingly. That's crazy. This little basketball I spoke of earlier has like seven or eight mics mm-hmm. on it. You know, wow. I forget the exact number, but yeah, it's it's quite amazing. That, yeah, that's that's some great stuff. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I love all the examples you've you've been giving people. I mean, I a lot of the equipment I use myself, and so I've been making a lot of notes here for uh, for our uh, listeners. So, you know, if somebody had to go the route of like from the microphone for the lavalier or the road wireless, go. What do you what do you think? Do you? Oh, and also want you to touch real quick on Bluetooth as well because I think that's a really key point. But um, if somebody were you know had the option of a lavalier, so for example, buying that TRRS adapter and a lav mic or a wireless go, which one do you think they should go with? Um, I like the deity, uh, lav. I think it's, I have a video on my YouTube channel about it, but it's, it's the deity mm-hmm. lav mic. And there's also road again, makes the smart mic and both of those are interchangeable. I love yeah. both of those companies. Um, they're both incredible devices, both roughly 50 bucks. And then if 50 bucks is a stretch, there's a company called Boya, B O Y A. And, in my head, because again, I know how manufacturing works. Mm-hmm. I think they're the manufacturer for the other two. And those guys didn't hit what they said they were going to hit. Mm-hmm. There's a deal. Like you guys, I'm the guy in China. I make stuff. You guys come to me and you see a brand new mic. You didn't invent it. You just saw a brand new mic at a show. I had these I'm offering to any company that wants to license these. And a company comes in, let's just pick, you know, Jim's microphone. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm going to sell 10 million units in six months. Cool. As soon as you don't, I'm going to white label it and sell it to whoever on Amazon wishes to buy it from me. Okay. You sure you got it? Yeah, I got it. All right. Boom. I'm not even going to charge you for your shipment yet. Just take them. Go to town. Mm-hmm. And then Jim comes up 9999 He missed it by one mic. Nas. So I get to sell them. On Amazon, as the doc mic, as the Christian mic, as the mm-hmm. StreamYard mic, as the anybody want to start a YouTube channel today dot one mic, I can sell it whatever <laughs> I want to because Dan did not follow through on his promise to sell what he said he was going to sell. And then the industry goes, look, there's a knockoff, not a knockoff, probably built in the exact same factory by mm-hmm. the same dude named Chiway. And <laughs> that's it. That's how the industry works. It's been like that from everything from that grill pad to selfie sticks to jeans like is what it is. All the as seen on TV stuff, nobody invented any of that. There's a handful, Ronco, but most of it is bought at a show called the Mega Show in China. And you buy it and you license it to say it's yours. And if you don't come through, you get white labeled. Mm. That's really what it is. And everyone loves, and our country loves to call it knockoffs. That's not how it works. You know, we, we walk in there, chest out, we can sell 10 million. You should have said two. They might have still gave you the deal and you would have hit your number, but you went in there, uh, you know, Sergeant Rock, so to speak, and uh, you, you missed. So that's it. So yeah, give your boy if you have to. It will be just as good. You know, they won't spend time testing it for the same quality assurance as what Road would do. You know what I mean? When you go to the store, for instance, I'll make an easier one, one that everyone in this person can understand. The door cells in the factory mm-hmm. are tested and they have to hit 1.6 to 1.69 volts to be labeled as a 1.5 volt double A. Okay. If it comes in at 1.59, it gets wrapped with Rayovac, Kirkland, Walgreens, whatever, Safeway instead of Duracell. But it came from the, there are not 28 different battery manufacturers, okay? Mm -hmm. There's like four major ones, and they make for everybody. Every single one. They're just tested versus not tested. And that's it. That's the difference in price. You know, the Amazon basics are Duracells. Mm -hmm. Just like Kirkland Vodka is Grey Goose. And you shouldn't (laughs) drink either one of those. It's nasty. Well, and, then, and so it's, and it's also like uh, Apple, for example, had at one point they were selling their own batteries or sort of, they were repackaged batteries that were actually in a loop, which were rechargeable in batteries. Yeah. So yeah. all the uh, rechargeable batteries are either Sanyo or Panasonic Cadium. Nobody mm-hmm. else. That's the only two manufacturers in the entire planet for those type of rechargeable batteries. Fantastic. So uh, Jim, do you want to take the next, the last question next for Sean? Yeah. So, so doc, doc. You, you've been 
dropping some serious knowledge on, on everyone uh, today. And uh, whether you're watching uh, here on the YouTube channel or listening on the podcast, um, I think we all could agree. Like there's things that I, if I had known. So what advice would you give to a live streamer that's just starting out to try to save them those headaches that we probably all have gone through in some way, shape or form? I'm almost going to shed a tear on this one because it kills me. It kills me so, so much. Um, I want to try to make a long story short. Um, when I decided that I was dropping out, I needed something to do with my time and in, in money. I just left Apple. So I decided I wanted to open up a co-working space in order to sort of kickstart the tech community here in Hawaii because mm -hmm. we have a brain drain problem. We have really, really smart, technically people here and they all leave and go to school to like Stanford and BC, you know, all over the country and they don't come home. So we were losing as an IT person. I know everybody in the IT community here, we were losing a lot of power. So I thought I would make a co-working space to help startups. I would bring in like startup champions from California to come and talk to our guys and do all these workshops and participate in startup weekend. And, you know, we were doing some incredible stuff. So <clears throat> I was YouTubing at that time, doing a lot with my podcast. And um, I was cranking out all of these videos just because I was going to, you know, I wasn't going to care. I wasn't going to mind. Mm -hmm. And then a guy came to visit us from Germany. He just happened to look up co-working spaces on Yelp. And, you know, we were in there five stars, you know how I do. And they came in and he borrowed my space and he goes, Hey, I see you have like a little YouTube studio set up here. I go, yeah, that's what we do our shows and stuff. He goes, Oh, what's your channel? Gave him the info. And I don't, I don't know if you dealt with German folks at all from Germany. Um, they have a different level of tact than say we do. It's straight band-aid. I'm going to tell you like it is, which I 100% appreciate. I'm the same way. So he goes, are you stupid? And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was laughing. And I was like, yo, Alex, what's up? He goes, bro, you got decent content, you know, decent like uh, lighting, camera, everything. But you're absolutely messing this up. And I was like, okay, I'm cool. Like, explain it to me, you know? So while I was making coffee, He's like, dude, do you know what the largest search engine in the world is? I'm like, yeah, Google, hello. And then he goes, do you know what the second largest is? And I was like, oh, Yahoo? And he's like, nah, it's YouTube. <laughs> Who owns YouTube? And I was like, Google. And he goes, on your board, you teach SEO workshops. I'm like, yeah, but you don't SEO any of your videos. Mm -hmm. Huh? Okay, just imagine someone like... I don't know. Uh, what's it? Vinny, Vinny Thierry, the, the kicker. Imagine him kicking you square in the wedding vestments. <laughs> I was like, oh, ding dong. And he goes, yeah, listen, I know you're in a hurry. So you come in and say, this is a video about the iPhone 4S and shot in Honolulu, Doc Rock. The search engine doesn't know what to do with that info. That's nothing. So you got this killer video that no one is seeing because you're not making it searchable, right? So no shameless plug. I am rocking a two-buddy hat. You guys had Rob on a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. um, I started doing it by myself for a little while, and I was like, yo, the, the knowledge he gave me of fill out your description, make it so that it's legible and readable for humans, but also realize that the computer robots, a.k.a. SEO stuff, are reading those too. Go in and close caption all of your videos because the search robot cannot read video yet. Right. It can only read closed caption. Now, YouTube does auto closed caption, but you should spend the effort to do it yourself. It's not that hard. It takes literally 10 minutes, even on an hour long video. It takes like 10 minutes. Um, if you use an app like Descript, it's faster than that. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, he told me, fill out my description, put in your tags, do your closed caption and make thumbnails like the beautiful one that you created today. He's like, your thumbnail game is horrible <laughs> your descriptions are horrible you have no keywords no nothing and then i was like i didn't even realize that you could seo a video i'm writing these gorgeous blog posts i'm writing for aol i'm seo crazy over there like this is what i did for a living basically and i was not doing it to any of my youtube videos and so just by doing what he said making those little tweaks i started to see my channel grow and i literally went from like 400 subscribers 
subscribers, subscribers to 2,500 subscribers in literally a matter of like three or four months. Wow. And I was like, oh, I have been doing this completely wrong. Like, ah, light bulb, you know, I'm walking around, light bulb going over the head. And then, as I mentioned, 80 times today, I stepped away for a while. But when I came back last year, I was in the hospital. I was getting my knee replaced. Um, and I was sitting there. I was bored. I had nothing better to do. I go, let me go check on my channel. Maybe I'll start the channel back up. I started watching, you know, like Nick Nimmin and um, mm -hmm. Rob's partner, Andrew, a couple of these other guys coming on. And I was like, man, this is all the stuff that I was doing before I dipped out. So I'm, I'm ready to get back in and I'm going to be home for like three months doing nothing. It's perfect time to dive in. So I downloaded TubeBuddy and they gave you the steps on how to do what Alex told me to do. But they gave me like a template. Follow this system. Like mm -hmm. Jim said, we're military. Follow a system. Save yourself time, energy and money. S-Y-S-T-E-M. System. Save yourself time, energy and money. So ah, I good. went in. Military people acronym. Sorry. No, My it's bad. all good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you go in. I followed the two buddy recipe to the letter. And from last year at roughly 2,500 to this year, I hit 6,000. My view counts are way up. My watch time is insane. And it's like, bro, this was so easy this whole time. But I was being cocky and not doing it, being lazy. And also, I wasn't very niche. Like, I kept, I wanted to talk about everything because, like I said, I'm a Swiss Army nerd. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to stick to live streaming and YouTube growth and my channel is just dang, 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 dang. It's like mm -hmm. chugging along like a Yugo with three cylinders. <laughs> oh gosh, that's good. I didn't mean to break that, Jim. <laughs> no, that, that was funny. I haven't heard that one in a while. A Yugo. It's, it's still out there? I hope not. <laughs> they were so horrible. <laughs> the little three-cylinder car. Whoever thought of that was halfway genius and halfway out of their mind. <laughs> Now, this is this has been, I gotta say, I mean, I I've been really impressed just with, you know, just all of the information you've been sharing. I mean, and just it's fantastic information. It's information that I hope everyone you know takes to heart. I mean, they need to set up a system. I mean, a system for every little thing. For example, you know, if I want to do my if I want to set up a studio, it's much easier to have that studio be stationary, to where then I'm encouraged to go right into it. It's like. That's so why people, for example, if they say, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put a treadmill in the basement, for example, they're never going to go use it for the most part. The only time they're going to use it is when they're in the basement. And for the most part, they may not go down to the basement. So set up a system, set up a dedicated area. It's why people have home offices, for example. It's not, hey, I'm working at a dining room table. I have a home office so that when I enter that office, I am in a place of business versus, oh, hey, I'm at a dining room table. And, you know, it can really throw things off. Um, you know, these systems help you out. Uh, so, Jim, do you have any other questions for Doc that we want to ask him? Yeah, Doc, Doc what's the best way for people to connect with you? I mean, because you're, you know, I, obviously, not only have we learned a lot here today, but you have a lot to offer people. I mean, I, I know uh, in the eCam community, you're extremely helpful. I always look forward to to catching your videos, even if it's on replay. Uh, what What are some of the best ways for people to connect with you? I think currently, if you go to post office, I'm number seven or eight. On the wall? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> first, I'll, let me on uh, Chris's point real quick. I have a, a business coach who told me that even if you're working in the home office, put on your clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like don't go in your t-shirt and underwear because you will work like you're in your t-shirt and underwear. Mm -hmm. It's like put on your actual clothes and go sit your butt in your little spot and do your work. Yeah, it's just, it's just your brain is in a different place. And at first, I thought he was kind of weird. And I remember from the time you were little kids, like your mom would take you to Tom McCann's and you mm -hmm. get your brand new gas shoes or Buster Brown's blue tips, whatever Converse, whatever you were into. And as that dude was on the knees, lacing them up for you, pressing your toe, does it fit? Does it fit? You're like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to the block. I'm going to race gym. I'm going to smoke that dude. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just knew that those new shoes was going to make you faster. Even the one with the little zipper on the side, which was kind of corny, but you know, kangaroo. Um, you just, your mindset instantly with those new shoes is like, yo man, let's do this. You know, it's ready to ball, mm -hmm. throw bricks all day long. You make like two points. But your mind was there. So that what Christian said is 100% correct. 
Now, with that last little nugget, you can find me all over the interwebs at D-O-C-R-O-C-K on just about everything. I try to sign up for everything as soon as I can. And then on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash docrock, I go live twice a week, uh, Tuesdays and Saturdays. And you can come to me from whichever level you're at, whether you're a beginner or an absolute pro. I try to, you know, throw advice and stuff to help, especially I'm really focusing on helping people get to that first milestone of that thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Mm -hmm. Like I I feel that I feel like there's ways to do it. And most people are missing it because they think they deserve views. Mm -hmm. Mm. I mean, like they're not saying, what am I putting out there? That's of the value to make people want to see what I'm doing. And you have 35 to 50 videos to play. That's to find your groove, but just do them. Get that first 50 over with. And I, I pick it up, get your first seven. Okay, now you got your first seven, let's get your first 35. Now you got your first 35, get your first 50. From there, you are a YouTuber. Great stuff. It's fantastic advice. I mean, just, I'm I'm just, uh, you know, regardless, I know like we normally try to keep the show shorter, but like, I just, I like, I love all the advice that you're giving. Um, I hope people, you know, you take the time to connect with, with Doc Rock. Um, so, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining, especially you, Doc. I want to thank you for spending some time with Gemini uh, to talk about uh, setting up a live stream studio. You know, this is episode 39 to everyone that's uh, watching or listening. Uh, but episode 39, we discuss how to set up your live streaming studio. Beginner, intermediate, advanced. Lots and lots and lots of really good nuggets to take away. Um, but we will uh, hope to see you all on a future episode. But in the meantime, if you have questions, about live streaming, don't forget to contact us for a consultation. Go to our Facebook page at Launch or Live. But we're going to also make sure we invite Doc back for another episode. I know we have a lot more areas that we can pick his brain on. But thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you all on a future episode. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.